You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. This is Faraz Adiki. It's already week four. We're doing waivers already for week four. That means that after this week, a quarter of the season is going to be over. Just like that. But let's do it. Let's win it. We got to win a championship. We got to improve our team. It's not a huge waiver week. Well, it kind of is with Chuba Hubbard. But after that, it's not, you know, anything crazy. But there are some key guys. See, like, these are the type of weeks where you can you have an opportunity to save a little bit of money. But also put a couple bucks on a few guys who can turn into something into a, in a couple weeks, right? So, like, these sometimes these are the type of weeks that without the big names, you're kind of adding a few pieces here and there to improve your teams in ways, you know, in little subtle ways that, like, you know, you know, all of a sudden one of your wide receivers get hurt. And like, oh, well, this guy is kind of coming to his own on my bench that I had, you know, on my bench for a couple weeks, you know, Christian Kirk, you know, Brian Edwards in three weeks, you know. Whatever the case may be. I'm just making a little, you know, I'm, I'm just making examples, right? So, uh, but let's get right into it, you know. Um, so, the first, obviously, like, the top waiver wire ad this week is obviously, you know, Chuba Hubbard, right? So, I, I treat him like a two-week rental, possibly three weeks. Uh, they're keeping uh, Christian McCaffrey off of IR because they think he can come back before three weeks. Or at least they're keeping the possibility open. Um, <laughs> I just want to remind people that the same thing happened last week. That they, that they didn't put... Christian McCaffrey on IR, even though they knew, uh, you know, from sources that I had that this the injury was more serious than 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 um, than we thought, um, or at least that, that they were given up. But I, I I just want to remind people again that Mike Davis was also supposed to be a four to five week rental last year. Um, you know, just know that things can happen, and and also not to drop Hubbard once Christian McCaffrey is back, and before Christian McCaffrey can put some games together. You know, without getting hurt or re-aggravating that soft tissue injury, that's after that happens. After he's good and he kind of proved that he can stay on the field, that's the only time that I'll be comfortable dropping Chuba. Um, I'd spend probably up to like thirty percent of my fab on Chuba if you if you need a running back too, with running back upside over the next two weeks. Um, if you still play with waiver priority, he is no doubt worth that number one waiver priority. Um, after McCaffrey left the game last week, he played on 78% of the remaining snaps, ran around on 72% of Darnold's dropbacks, which is which is great. Uh, and, you know, even better, he was targeted on 22% of Darnold's throws, which happened to be what Christian McCaffrey uh, was getting in terms of target share uh, before he got hurt uh, for the season. So 69% of the rushes as well on top of that target share. He's also going to be the primary guy inside the five-yard line. Uh, he, he Listen, he's just going to be a very good play. While McCaffrey is out, um, it, you know, if you if you badly need a running back over the next two weeks, like I can understand 
spending more than 30%. So, you know, just kind of judge it based on, on what you need. Um, second best option this week is Cordell Patterson, if he's still available. Um, he had seven carries each of the last two weeks. Then he had seven targets on top of that. And he's doing a ton with those targets. Five for 58 and a touchdown in week two. Six for 82 this past Sunday. Um, and then you can put him in your running back spot. In, in some formats, he's a running back and wide receiver. So I like that a lot. Uh, he's not rostered in about 44% of Yahoo leagues, so I would check that. Um, okay, let's move on to... So those those two guys are like the main pickups for me this week. Um, at, at running back, there's a couple couple guys that you know we should be aware of. Uh, one is Sony Michelle. If he's available, I would just check. Um, you know, because if Daryl Henderson can't go again, Michelle would be a solid RB2 start with upside next week against Arizona. Uh, James Robinson came back to earth against them this past week, and Michelle, uh, you know, he can do the same. He had a very tough matchup against um, the Bucks this past week, and, you know, I, I didn't want to start him. But moving forward in this week, in this week, if he's the guy, like, I'm, I'm all about it. Um, Peyton Barber, you know, he went over 100 yards uh, this week on 23 carries. Uh, they did go into overtime, so take that with a grain of... Well, you know, just add a couple carries there, right, um, to what he would have had. But while Kenyon Drake was was healthy, like, we, we knew that this was going to be the case going into this week. We knew that Drake was the pass catching back. We knew that Barber was the rusher. That's how they used them, you know, the week before. Um, but listen, like, he had good production. So while Jacobs is out, you know, if he isn't out another week, Barber is a desperate touchdown-dependent running back. Um, he's an RB2 right, with that kind of volume, um, and we saw that he, they had the willingness to give it to him, and he played well, he got a ton of those yards after contact, so he played okay, um, he even had a couple catches as well, you know, now the Raiders see the Chargers this week, um, who have been a run funnel this season uh, so far compared to teams trying to beat them, uh, you know, through the pass, so Barber can potentially get another big workload this week if Jacobs misses. Um, Zach Moss, I just want to mention him just in case, you know, he starts to edge out Devin Singletary in a bigger way. Like he already has, to be honest, he's, he's playing more snaps. He's running more routes. He got more carries, got more targets than him this past Sunday. Um, he's a stash right now and, and, you know, not the worst flyer in case you're desperate because he simply, you know, seems like the guy they trust near the red zone as well, uh, between the two guys. And, you know, there is a shot that he does, you know, start to gain more, you know, of the work between him and Singletary. All right, moving on to wide receivers. Christian Kirk, I'm really not sure why he's still available. You know, we, we spoke about him every single week, even before the season began. He was on the first episode of the Waiver Wire podcast, um, you know, and the games weren't even played yet. Um, then he had an amazing week one. Uh, his week two was just fine, but Rondell Moore stole the, stole the show there with less snaps. Um, and then in week three, Rondell Moore, you know, runs half the routes Christian Kirk did. You know, I agree, like, Moore is the shiny new toy, and I, I, I understand that, and he's definitely intriguing, for sure. Um, but Kirk, like, you know, he showed over this three-game sample size that, you know, he's getting the usage, right? And we know that he's no scrub. So, uh, 28 routes uh, for Kirk run, ran this past week, uh, compared to Hopkins, 36. Um, AJ Green ran 32, Moore ran 14. So there you go. So Kirk is go- is going to continue to be, uh, you know, an upside flex option, uh, and if he continues to be somewhat consistent, he'll be a wide receiver three with upside for even more. You know what I'm saying? So like, I know Hopkins was banged up in this game, but it's not the first time Kirk has produced this season. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, he was already near the top of the league um, in air yards coming into week three. He was running all the available routes, and he finally got the production to go with it. 
Uh, he's in a pass-heavy league, uh, pass-heavy offense, I'm sorry. And so as long as he stays healthy, he should be able to produce, I would say, like flex numbers, wide receiver three numbers potentially, um, and you know, have the occasional upside game like he just had this past week. Um, oh, I, I didn't mention how much fab I would spend on Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk, I'll probably spend around 10 to 15%. Emmanuel Sanders, maybe around like 7 to 8% or so. Um, did I mention about the running backs there? Um, not really. Like, you know, Sonny Michel, like maybe like 5 to 7%, maybe 10%. Uh, Peyton Barber, you know, 5 to 7%, depending on how badly you need an RB2 start this week. Because those guys are risk, risks, right? Especially Peyton Barber. It's possible that, um, you know, he doesn't get the start. And Josh Jacobs is back. Um, all right. Yeah, so I just wanted to circle back, just make sure I didn't miss anything there. Hunter Renfro, um, you know, he's been over 10 points in PPR the first three weeks, and that's without a touchdown. And then this past week, he gets that touchdown, so he's obviously well above that t- 10 touchdown, 10 10 point floor that he's had. Uh, if you look at these other Raiders wide receivers, Brian Edwards in a deeper league, sure, he's getting some traction. Um, you know, he, he's, you can stash him in a 12 team league and in a league that has uh, a bench of six or more, um, more spots. He, he needs those targets to come up though. Like he's performing with the targets he's given. Um, you know, he hasn't gone past five targets yet, but he went over 80 yards twice. So, but you know, in order for us to feel confident, in order for me to feel confident, he does need to get targeted more often. I just don't know if that happens despite Derek Carr throwing for 400 yards per game. Uh, Henry Ruggs, like out of all th- three of these guys, he would probably be the guy I pick up if he's available. Big playability, saw seven targets each of the last two weeks. Has has looked pretty good too. Like not just like a deep threat type of guy. Like he look he's looked good otherwise contested catch situations as well, um, especially over the last two weeks. So it would be Ruggs, then Renfro in a PPR, and then Edwards if I'm in a deep league and I want to stash. Um, Tim Patrick probably over these guys. Almost had a hundred yard game. Uh, he sees Baltimore this week, so not as good of a matchup, but he's solid depth at wide receiver. Uh, he's a flex option right now, five targets, same amount as Cortland Sutton, you know, and he went over, you know, almost near 100 yards. He, he went for 98 yards this week. Um, I want to talk about Terrace Marshall. Marshall's starting to take some snaps away from Robbie Anderson in 12 personnel, um, two wide receiver sets. So, uh, and he only ran six less routes than Robbie this past week. Then you look at the McCaffrey injury. Right? Can you see like Marshall being targeted more? You know, as a result of some vacated targets there. Yeah, maybe. You know, so he was only targeted four times this past week. Robbie only had two. Okay, um, I prefer to I, like at this point, I'm preferring to roster Marshall over Robbie Anderson. Yeah, I said it. Dan Arnold uh, was also sent packing. Um, so there are a few reasons to roster Marshall ahead of a potential big game. He's also a pretty good wide receiver. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, I feel like it's just a matter of time with him. Opportunity is going to meet talent at some point here. Um, especially when you got a quarterback like Sam Darnold. <laughs> All right, Cole Beasley, another 13 targets in this game. Uh, he has two 13 tar- target games through three weeks. So, if he's available, pick his ass up. Start him in full PPR leagues. He's a solid flex in PPR. Like he's going to be a wide receiver three, wide receiver two type of guy if this stuff if this continues. Um, like he just put up a wide receiver one this week. Uh, oh, he he just put up a wide receiver one week, right? So, and and surprisingly, he's still available in about fifty percent of leagues. Uh, Jacoby Myers, you know, he should be rostered. People have been dropping him over the first two weeks. Uh, he had fourteen targets this past week, and it was coming right because he was well ahead of everyone in target share over the first two weeks of the season. 
Uh, and that continued this week. Nine catches, 94 yards. He's really a PPR play, right, in your flex most weeks because of the non-explosive offense that he runs. Um, but, yeah, he should be rostered. Um, should AJ Green be rostered? I guess. Uh, he had a touchdown in week two. He had 100 yards in week three. He's a desperate flex, I guess, you know, most most weeks. Um, so, I mean, I'm only rostering him if I'm in a deep league. Uh, this offense involves, like, a lot of pieces, and, and things really have to go right for Green to have a have a solid game. Um, a couple notes um, on guys coming off IR soon at some point, hopefully. Rashad Bateman, he's going to practice this week, apparently. Uh, if, you have, if you have a spot in your IR, like, I'll put him in there first. Um, he might be able to play in a week or two. Curtis Samuel's another one. No timetable on him yet, but he his time on the IR might be coming to an end as well, um, coming off that groin injury. All right, moving on to streaming quarterbacks. Sam Darnold, uh, three straight very solid fantasy performances. Um, he's been ungaced, right? And now he's in the offense that's the complete opposite, pretty much. So let him shine here. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's very fantasy relevant right now. He sees Dallas next week in a potentially high-scoring game. Um, he's a pickup. Straight up. Um, similar thing with Derek Carr. Another another near 400-yard passing game for him. Uh, he sees the Chargers this week. So not the best matchup in the world. And not really a pass funnel. But, like, he, he's been getting it done 400-yard passing days. Um, so, you know, I'm not going to put it... I'm, I'm not going to start him because you know me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I, I think he, he's a, he, he could start him if you really need to. Uh, Taylor Heineke quietly put up... Uh, two good fantasy performances in a row, and he gets Atlanta next week, uh, or this week, I should say. So don't sleep on him. Uh, moving on to tight ends, um, Gerald Everett. I think he's the guy I'm picking up this week. His routes have went up, went up each of the last two weeks. Uh, he ran only five less routes than DK Metcalf. So uh, caught, catching all five of his targets for 54 yards. So a solid day for a low-end tight end one um, if this continues. Uh, Dawson Knox ran around 90% of the routes that Stephon Diggs ran around on, so that's enough for me. Uh, caught a touchdown in two straight games. Uh, we mentioned him last week. He, he's now a, a bona fide streaming candidate. Uh, Mike Gusecki targeted a ton by Jacoby Brissett this past Sunday, and overall, uh, he has a 20% target share you know, of Brissett's look so far since he took over after the injury to Tua. Uh, if you, and if you just count this past game, he had 24% of target share. Um, and, and the reason why, one of the reasons why I'm, I'm isolating this game is because Will Fuller played, right? So what they're doing on offense this week is just different, right? With the three wide receiver sets, the one main tight end. So I wouldn't spend anything significant, but a couple bucks to get him and start him over the next couple weeks while Tua is out is not a bad option. Um, you can pick up Tyler Conklin. Like, I don't have much faith in him, you know, in particularly like him getting the targets to continue, like... The targets this week basically went from K.J. Osborne to Conklin, right? K.J. Osborne is this year's Russell Gage, so you never know when he's going to produce, but when he does, it'll be like a wide receiver two week. All right, um, all right. moving on to defensive streamers. Uh, you can start Tennessee if you want against the Jets in week four. I just don't like starting bad defenses, even if they're against a bad offense. Um, who else? Uh, but you, I get it. If that's your best option, whatever, that's fine. Uh, I think New Orleans against the Giants at home is a great option. Cincinnati at home against Jacksonville isn't a bad option either. Um, Chicago at home against Detroit as well. 
Um, let's see. Uh, Green Bay against Pittsburgh, I think, at home is an underrated one. Ben isn't looking good, and he might be shorthanded a couple of receivers again here. Um, and then, like, further down, I guess, Indy at Miami isn't bad either. But, yeah, that's it. I'm going to get back to this Cowboys-Eagles game. Cowboys are just destroying the Eagles right now. So, I'm going to continue to watch this. I need Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb to do some shit in the second half. So, I'm hoping by the time you guys hear this, that happens. <laughs> I hope you guys get the W. I hope you guys win your matchups. Um, I hope you guys going into week four. Um, pretty happy. So, uh, good luck in your waiver wire and good luck this week. Uh, I'll see you guys on Thursday uh, with the part one of the week four matchup preview. I'll talk to you guys soon. Take it easy. See ya.